You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. All right, everyone, it's time for the next episode of the Ice Cold Takes podcast. Biggest news in Rangerstown this week is, of course, David Quinn and the coaching staff catching COVID and having to be sidelined. So we'll talk about that first. So Kyriakos, um, EQ, man, and the rest of the coaching staff caught COVID-19 and um, they're out for the next maybe two games now after following the game against Washington and Chris Knobloch and the rest of the coaching staff from Hartford had to be called up and they're behind the bench now. So what do you think? Yeah. I mean, you saw it in the first game. I thought the 9-0 victory against Philly, you could see the Rangers kind of rallied behind Knobloch and the the new coaching staff. And, and they kind of had a point to prove Um, they want, they want to play for those guys. They all have a lot of respect. For him, uh, I think, what's his name? Lemieux played with him a little bit down in uh, Hartford. He said one of the most knowledgeable guys he's ever met, really respectable coach. So they all wanted it. Obviously, they want to, they want to play for, for Quinn. Um, they know he's out. So that, that kind of rallies the troop a little bit. When there's a little bit of adversity, sometimes it helps get the squad going. But I think they've been doing well. There's a lot of people saying like, oh, my God, David Quinn punching the air right now, punching the air. Like when, when we were up that game. But to be honest with you, like uh, other than like like throwing out line changes or, or some sort of like game situations, Knobloch and, and the other coaches aren't really doing too much in terms of like the structure that they're playing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, they do have an effect on the team, of course. While you're behind the bench, you definitely – um, impact the team in, in, in whatever game you're coaching, but uh, most of most of it comes from DQ. Like, don't get it twisted. Right. Yeah. And that's exactly what you said to me. You're like, you know, I, I was I was worried. I was like, watch what watch what watch when we win this game. Everyone's gonna be like, fire Quinn, fire Quinn, fire Quinn. And it's and like, that's exactly what we saw. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what we saw. But what you said was like, uh, not really. It's not really gonna be an embarrassment to the coaching staff because they're not gonna be doing anything. You're still playing the main system that David Quinn is. And that's exactly what, what they said happened. And the, after the first game, they asked him, okay, how did you guys like come up with a game plan? And David Quinn pretty much sent his game plan to the, uh, to, to the coach, not block, essentially acting not as a puppet, but as like a middle ground from, a, yeah. in messenger, right. I guess. You right. Right. Like he's just, he's just putting his plan into fruition pretty much. Right. Um, but he's he's definitely a smart guy. I'm sure um, there was times during the game where he's talked to players about certain plays. Like that's um, obviously that you're gonna put your input in if it's needed. Um, one funny story: Jury's on the on the bench too, right? Yes. Jury. Funny story. Funny story with him. I was uh, I was playing a tournament one a couple years back. 
um, at Chelsea Piers in Connecticut. And it was so at the time we were we were triple a team but we were ranked like i think maybe 60 or 70 in the country and this tournament we went on this was like the top teams in the country these were like top 10 teams so like we were getting blown out of the water right but when i was younger i was always one of the bigger kids on my team and of course you were it was yeah no nah, it was my bantam year and i remember I, we all got dressed like we, we, we had this game on like a saturday morning and I walk out of the locker room to like fill up my water bottle and I'm going to fill it up and Drury walks by and he's like, yo, how old are you? And I was like, oh, like I'm a Bantam. He's like, Jesus Christ. Like, what are they feeding these kids these days? And he like walks off. <laughs> really? He said that? Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. It was hilarious. I would have never so expected a guy like him to say it. I always yeah. think he's a quiet guy. I don't know. Yeah, it was just a pretty funny interaction I had with him. Jesus, um, what are they feeding these guys? <laughs> so yeah, he, he's he's a good guy. He's very knowledgeable. One of the like you you were talking about on the live, one of the greats um, of the game. One yeah. great great Rangers captain. Uh, but that was that was a pretty little funny story. Um, That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. I was just gonna say like Saint Louis also coached um, down at Chelsea Piers because both of his sons played on the, the Connecticut junior Rangers too. So yeah. I saw he would, he would always be on the ice before my team. It was pretty funny. Like, like in the locker room, we would be watching like his, his like highlight reel goals and it's like a hall of famer. And he's like right there on the ice, like with these like 12 year olds, just, just at practice on like a random Wednesday night. It's pretty awesome. Kids, people that watch hockey nowadays that are just starting to get into it now won't appreciate like, how good of a player Marty St. Louis was. Oh my God. Legendary. Oh like my God. this guy, like this is essentially what Zuccarello, what Zuccarello was for us. But like, you know, Zuccarello is a little bit older now. And I wouldn't say, I don't know if Zuccarello is hall of fame bound. He's definitely the best Norwegian player of all time. But like St. Louis was undrafted, small as hell. Couldn't everyone was saying, no, you can't do this. No, you can't do that. You're not going to be able to play in this league. And, you know, Calgary moved on from him. They signed him and then they moved on from him. He goes to Tampa Bay. And coincidentally, the year he won his MVP was the year he played in the finals against Calgary and they won. (laughs) So it was like the biggest F you slap in the face to Calgary. Like, that's what you get for giving up on me, you know. And if you – I urge everyone to go listen to his St. Louis Hall of Fame speech. That was, like, honestly just some of the most inspirational things I've ever heard. Um, if, you're, if you're a smaller hockey player, just don't give up on your dreams. Just keep pushing and play, play like a 10-foot game. Don't play like you're five foot. Play like you're, you're six feet. Yeah, dude. I mean, he he used every single tool he had to his advantage. Mm-hmm. And that, like he wasn't the biggest player. He wasn't the fastest player, but he he learned how to how to use that the assets that he did have. Right. And he was yeah, he's an amazing player. Every no matter how big you are, no matter what game you play, you can always learn something from a guy like St. Louis. I never had the privilege of watching him during his prime, but I was uh, very fortunate to see him play on the Rangers and, you know, those certain times where he was on Tampa Bay and he was just aw- awesome, like literally yeah. best players ever. Nah, well, he's amazing. Amazing guy, amazing player. 
Yeah. All every everything about him. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe maybe some of that could apply to the Rangers of today. You know, of molding into that style. I don't know who's really small on the Rangers on the team. <laughs> I mean, I think it all it, it doesn't even come down to like size. I think it's just all spirit, man. Like it, it's just part, yeah. Yeah, it's just the the like the embodiment of like how he played hot the game of hockey. Like he, he, the emotion that you put into it, you can tell. Like that 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 one game uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs where, unfortunately, his mother passed away a couple days before, and then Mother's Day rolled around. He scored that goal. Like, like that almost had me in tears, dude. Like that was like so emotional and like your team rallied behind it. He rallied behind it. And it, it was just like an awesome moment um, for him, for the team. And that's really what got us through to the finals that year. I'm never going to forget that series for the rest of my life. That entire playoff run, I will never, ever forget. It yeah. It's just so memorable. And yep. I hope that this is what this, this team that we've, that Jeff Gordon has put together now is, is what's going to happen um in the future one thing i have noticed going back to the the coaching staff um then it's a small sample size but i've noticed heavy involvement with the top players heavy heavy involvement with like zabanajad buchnevich panarin strom Kreider, and less of an involvement on guys like hito kako and uh, uh lafreniere but I mean, on the defensive side, again, you 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 have six defensemen, and your best defenseman is a rookie. Um, I'm just this is just something I'm picking up on. I saw a lot more of lines one and two than I saw of line three and four. Okay, if you picked up on that either. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> to be honest with you, I missed both games that they were coaching <laughs> this guy. Um, but nah, I mean. And I, I don't know if I don't know if that's that's uh, the coach. Maybe it is. I mean, he's he's putting out the lines that he wants. So I guess he he wants to play those those top guys a little bit more. But I mean, they've been playing under Quinn. It's just like they haven't been producing. Um, I mean, I, I'm saying they haven't been producing. I'm literally only thinking of Mika because Strom has been pretty consistent all season. Booch has been pretty pretty much there. Kreider um, has been there. To be honest with you. Panarin, when he's in the lineup, he's like insane. Panarin's got like, seven I, I can't even say anything about him. Games in three games since he's come back, that's insane. Yeah, yeah, he, he's on a tear and he's not letting up anytime soon. I can tell you that. Um, and and Zibanejad showed up, and we'll see how it goes from now. Um, I still think that there's some hurdles for him to get over. Um, it's not like he scores six points. Oh my God, he's back! Like. He's going to score a goal every single game now. I don't think that's going to happen, unfortunately. I think there's still some some uh, things that need to get done before he kind of gets back to that player. Maybe he will never get back to that player. I don't know, but it, it's good. It's good to see. It's good. It's good to see that they're playing. They're getting their minutes. Um, the this 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 new guy behind the bench is trusting them out there. Um, but you haven't really seen a regression from the younger guys. No, um, no, I wouldn't say I think, regression. I, yeah. Right. So I think I think everything's moving well. And in, in order to, to make that playoff push, like everyone's saying after that nine nothing game, like playoff playoff push starts right now, you need to see that involvement from everyone. Uh, more so your top guys than anyone. So it's good that they're getting the playing time. It's good that they're putting up points. Confidence is there, even though there was a a, a, 
a bad loss tonight. That really hurts your spirit. Um, if- but it, yeah, it is what it is. And you just, that, that's how, that's how you, you learn. You, you, you took one bad loss where you should have won, but you know, you come back next game, you got to forget about it. Look, you did everything you could come back next game and, and, and do the same thing. That's tomorrow. With a better result though. <laughs> yeah, with better results. That's <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I came at you and I told you without context, without telling you the, the end result of each game, if I told you the Rangers scored 10, 10 goals in the past two games, you would say what? <laughs> I would say maybe like a 4-6 split. I would say like a I, – I wouldn't go with like a 9 nothing. Well, and then. But you would be happy though, right? Oh, 100%. I would, be, I would be ecstatic. That's insane. Per game. Yeah, that's – I would be – I would be – But then how would you feel if I told you the Rangers scored nine goals in one game and then one goal the very next game? <laughs> Not too great. <laughs> and that's exact. I knew exactly what this, that this would happen. I knew that this would happen. I predicted shutout that we would get shut out in the next game, but no. Okay. We put up one goal. All right. Yeah. Fine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nine goals. And then all the offense just, you know, you couldn't find the back of the net. I don't know if it was the goalie or they were, you know, doing some, thinking about something else, thinking about what they're doing later in the back of their head, shooting with their eyes closed. I don't know. I thought the Rangers could have had some more goals in, in this game to, against the, the Capitals. First period was definitely uh, their chance to score more than one goal. I think Vanacek was just stood on his freaking head, was doing somersaults and stuff. I don't know. And Georgiev doesn't look too bad. He looked – I mean, from, from what I've seen tonight, the highlights, he looked, he looked pretty solid. Yeah. Um, he Look, these guys – are, are professionals, you know, like they, they get in their, their moments where um, confidence is down. They're not being, they're not playing so well, but you know, it takes a lot of courage and a lot of uh, kind of mental strength to kind of get back up and, and do it all over again. And Georgiev had to sit, reevaluate his game and he came back and he, he looks good. And that's what you expect from an NHL goaltender. That's what you expect from your backup. And, who, who needs to be a starter right now. He needs to be a starter right now. And that's just right. what it comes down to. And I, he understands that. And um, I think he's done great get, coming back. A lot of people wanted it to be his last game as a Ranger, that, that, that mm-hmm. last loss that he had. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm a little more lenient with it because I, I understand that goaltending position, it's very cutthroat, um, especially in New York. I mean, we've been so spoiled that it's just like I was listening to today. Actually, I just like out of the blue, I just wanted to listen to uh, Lundquist's uh, interview on the Spain Chicklets, mm-hmm. and it's just like he's we're so spoiled, bro. Like it's insane. Like he was a great goalie, great guy. Like it, you know, you're gonna have your bumps in the road with these these younger kids. So I mean, I I take it I take it as it comes. Like whatever, it is what it is. You expect you have to come back stronger than he was, and then I think he's done that. My mom, I think she put it best. Uh, she was. She, we always talk about like those teams, like the 2013, 14, 2014, 15 Rangers. She she said like you know the Capitals had Ovechkin and the Penguins had Crosby, but the Rangers had Lundqvist. Lundqvist was their face, their identity, and 
she couldn't be more right. Like that was our franchise piece. That's our, our guy that we built around and everything. He was the franchise. He was the Rangers. Um, and that's why I felt so sad when, when we bought him out. Like I felt we didn't do it justice. I thought that he should have just retired as a Ranger. He's got to be the forever player, you know, start and end your career with the same team. Yep. No, I, 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 I do. I wanted that so bad for him. No, I know. It's just, yeah, it's, it's all situational, I guess, but contract. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It, it, it is what it is. And I think he understands it. And I think he, he just loves playing the game, man. And yeah. he obviously loves the Rangers organization, no matter what I, I think. Um, and I would love to see him come back. Like hopefully he gets to play next year or whenever he gets, gets, over um his surgery and his 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 heart condition but once he he feels the need to retire he wants to walk away from the game i want to see him in the rangers front office in literally any capacity i would love that yeah that'd be great um i'm gonna give some final thoughts on uh this week almost like a week in review recap i think and this could possibly go as my ice cold take of the week Oh, um, all right. All right. I'm listening. So if the Rangers want to make a push, a serious push for the playoffs, then they got to seriously just keep rolling out what they've been doing these past two games. Keep rolling out lines one and two. Um, that is KZB and Panarin, Strom and Blackwell or whoever the winger is going to be on that line. You got to keep doing that. But and then as a result, you're not going to see much playing time for Hedl, Kako and not as much playing time for Heedle, Kako, and Lafreniere. But if you want to, you know, if you don't care about the playoffs at this point, but you and you still want to develop your guys, you got to split up KZB. You have to put you have to put Kreider down a line or two lines, and you got to put Kako up there, and you got to put Lafreniere on the second line with Panarin, and you got to put Heedle there too, and you got to let Strom and, and Kreider take a back seat. If you want your guys to develop and give them time, then that's what needs to be done. I think. Well, see, this is the whole thing. And I've, I've said this so many times that Quinn is, is not a coach to do that, to do anything like that. He's a coach, whichever players on the, whichever players has the hot hand. He's the, he's the one getting the lineup. Um, he's the one getting the top minutes. So that's why you see guys like Blackwell getting a chance. That's why you see these, these, these guys that never really had an impact in their earlier career, Batetto too, whoever's playing well is going to, is going to start. And you've seen that from Blackwell. Um, he's scoring a couple goals. He's playing really, really well hockey and he's going to be played over your first overall pick. And that, that seems like an insane thing, but Quinn is all about winning now, winning now. I want to win now. I believe this team can win now and we can, we can do this. So Quinn has been kind of relying on, on, whoever whoever gives him what he wants you know and having that mentality is going to help you so so much down the line yeah it is and it's going to help those players develop too now if you're if you're trying to win with raw assets right now imagine what you're going to be when and and like we're coming close to winning these games exactly this is yeah this is why i love it because if you look at a team like buffalo they never had that kind of culture around them they they always they always knew like look look we're not we don't have the assets this year Let's just play how we play. It is what it is. Whatever happens, happens. But we have the mentality like, no, we're going to take what we're given and we're going to try and win. 
And that's when you're rewarded. And that's when your younger guys actually learn how to develop in your system, are happy with your team. And it's it just such a positive environment to be around that it, it like, even though these guys aren't playing top minutes, your young guys, they're, they're going to develop exponentially better than anyone else. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hope, I really, really hope because, because of what you're saying, I agree with what you're saying about, about Quinn. That is exactly what his coaching style is that, you know, whoever's playing well is getting the extra minutes. That's why I'm hoping Kravtsov, when he comes in, he's going to play super well. That's why I pray to God every game that Gauthier gets a goal. He even got a goal and got scratched the next game. You you know, like that's this is why if you want Kako to play, pray to God that he scores a goal and has an assist. Pray, pray to God that Lafreniere gets a goal, sets up Hedl or something, so that they get more ice time. They need to get on the stat sheet. Yeah, they play well with the puck. They cycle it well. Possession metrics don't matter if the puck doesn't end up in the back of the net. Yeah, that's for you, Corsi fanatics. <laughs> I don't understand that. I again, I, I understand. I understand. Okay, like the idea of advanced analytics is another another way to look at the game, but it's not the only way to look at the game. The eye test, yes, I see you hold the puck, hog the puck the entire game. But when you end up losing two to one, it doesn't make a difference to me. I'm still going to be sad. Yeah, I feel you. I want, I want you to get the puck in the back of the net. That's the end result. I don't care how it gets in. I don't care if it's off of a cycle. I don't care if it's off of a shot that's a rebound with traffic in front or breakaway or a penalty shot, power play, shorthanded. I don't care. Just get it in somehow. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. All, all opportunities are equal to me. Yeah, I mean, I think we've had a good week. You've seen some – I mean, you can't not have a good week when you score nine goals in one game. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, one, but, one, one this week. Yeah, we, not we, terrible. We could have won all three of those games. That's, 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 what's, that's what stings a little bit. That's what stings, yes. And the fact it, that we didn't win the game. The first one, we got screwed by the refs. That's the first time this season I could say legitimately we got screwed over by Wes McCauley. To be honest with you, I agree. And I'm usually not one to blame the refs because yes. – You um, don't do that often on here. Yeah, but that, that, was, that was pretty bad. Um, what would yeah. you – okay, if, if you had those refs coaching your Stevens Ducks game, what would you and your teammates say? Oh, I mean, I go, I go, I, I'm pretty bad at that, honestly. I'm, I, I go off at refs a lot, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, what, would you just, what would you say? I, I don't know if I could uh, uh, indulge in that right now. <laughs> but um, no, I don't know. Like, like, I remember this one picture when I was, it was like my second year of travel. And there was a picture of our bench and it's literally me three other teammates and two of my coaches all have our hand up like this like what like and, and you could just tell like the ref just made like a stupid call or something, something it's so happened. funny yeah. yeah um but you know you can blame the refs all you want but at the end of the day like it, like you didn't do enough to win the game and I don't know I'm I'm, I'm never I'm never one to to blame the refs because there's always other things that go on and and it's kind of like the easy way out. Like, ah, oh, shoot. Like, we, it, like only if they made that call, we would have scored on that power play and the whole game would have been different. We would have changed the momentum. But, like, it, it didn't happen. And, you know, like, if, if, you, if you play that way, like, oh, begrudg begrudgingly against the refs, then you're never going to 
do anything you're never gonna win so right. you're saying if they, if you play with that in the back of your mind then it's gonna yeah work. yeah yes, exactly I, it's gonna go I, even I, worse I, yeah I it's like yeah. a curse yes exactly so you know like they, they made a bad call you can mouth off to them but at the end of the day just get over it get out there like i always i i love players that when they this is kind of unrelated but when players get a penalty drawn on them like let's say they get hooked or they get like slashed in the legs i always love the player that when he gets slashed he falls down he gets right back up and plays like nothing ever happened right the players that oh fall down and like screaming to the ref like bro you could have gotten the puck and and went on and gotten a scoring opportunity meanwhile you're sitting here wanting to the ref right like I, I always hated that. I always respected players that took it and kind of went with it. I saw Hayes do that the other day. He got hooked. He didn't care. He just kept going, kept going. And he eventually got the call um, for him. But, you know, just just don't mind the refs. Just play your game and everything will work out. Like, um, But, yeah, they did screw us. <laughs> yeah. The fact that Voracek uh, should have gotten the match penalty – and yeah. then ended up scoring a game-winning goal and yeah. setting up the tying goal. Yeah, that and that, that that penalty on Drew was BS as well. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, I, w- I got into an argument on Twitter with some – some. Uh, 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 he was bleeding. Uh, that's a penalty. And I responded – uh, er, did you see where the stick hit him and hit the top of his shield? Yeah. Wait, was it was it that game or the game before? Lafreniere actually got a high stick too, and he yes, was bleeding from his nose. Before, he he got his high stick. Yeah. They called the penalty. Blood coming out of his nose. Two minutes. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, how you get? Yeah, no, it's BS. Whatever. Yeah. And then and then the one they 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 shot it out uh, of their own zone. I think it was like Prosser or something on the Flyers. He shot it yeah. out, hit the netting. And they were like, nah, he's clearly, good. clearly. And they took a second to, to discuss See, it. Wait, this is the thing. The, the, the reason why the Gautier penalty got me so mad was because they sat there and reviewed a non-call and you can't, you can't do that. Like, you know how, like, so let's say, I don't think you can review a non-call. No, Maybe. you can't, you can't review it. Did they discuss it as a crew? I think they did. They, they they just they did yeah then i think you're able to do they did that on the on the delay of game and i didn't yeah, think you were yeah. able to do that either right right so they well, did it for that and didn't actually call on it. delay of game sometimes it's it's kind of like i think sometimes they, it deflected yeah right yeah they do that a lot they because they don't know so they'll talk to each other and kind of come to the conclusion but I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's different now because actually they they i think these guys actually looked at a monitor for that though for the the Giroux penalty the, the, yeah right they didn't only talk to each other they actually reviewed it and that was that's what i'm saying yeah, that lost us the game not only did that lose us the game it lost gochier his spot on the lineup yeah no i, I mean i think gochier kind of went out because booch came back and and i think yeah, no dj zappi was still on the covid list but yeah i know but man like gochier was flying that game man nah, he was right he yeah very good playing very good. hard yeah that was like I'd never seen him play like that. They were, he was skating like 20, 22, 23 miles yeah. an hour or something ah, like dude. that. Unreal. His goal was sick. Yeah, very dude, that was sick. And he had he had a he had a similar kind of uh breakaway, I think the period before, and he missed it. So it was yeah, nice to see go, him go across the goalie enough. Yeah, he went he went short side, which honestly works a lot. I like to do that. I like to I like to come in on the like I'm a righty. 
So I was like to use the cross crease. (laughs) Okay. Not in real life, (laughs) but um, I liked, I liked, I liked that move a lot. I would come in on the right side and I'm a righty. And then I would kind of fake that I'm going to go to, I'm going to fake, like I'm going to go extend to the other side of the net. And then I'll just pull the puck back and, and, and roof it on the short side. On the short and, side. There's not yeah. a lot of room on the, on the short side. No, there isn't. But when you, when you make it, it oh, my God. Jeremy had a shot on the short side. Oh, oh my God. Dude, that was insane. Nasty. That was like, insane. Like, literally this much, this yeah. much room on, right. on there. Right. And the thing is, like, everyone's like, oh, my God. Like, he lasered that thing. Like, in a sense, he did. But, like, he's just putting the puck on that. And, and he, he knows where he wants to put it. But at the same time, like, he's not necessarily, like, I, I, I forget the play, but, like, I don't think he's necessarily looking at exactly where Georgiev was on that play and just, like, like trying to nail it in that little hole. But it was it was a nice shot, yeah. It was sure. a nice shot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll give him credit for that. Uh, yeah. And then, again, Wednesday, everything was going in the net. And then complete opposite against uh, Washington tonight on Friday night. So – uh, we got to bounce back, find a way to get some goals. I want, I said it on the live and make sure you guys tune in for that immediately following Rangers games, win or loss, rain or shine. I'm always going to be there. Um, at the boys in blue 94 at the boys in blue 94 Instagram live post game reactions. Yes, sir. Uh, I called for it. I'm calling for three goals for in reg by the end of regulation. I want three goals by the end of reg- regulation at least tomorrow. It's possible. Everything Maybe is possible. Anything is possible. Improbable, but not impossible. How about that? Fair. Fair. Yeah. Fair. And last but not who- least, yep. hashtag free Julian Gauthier. <laughs> yep, hashtag free juice and All right, see you guys next week. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Stay tuned for more New York Rangers info by visiting boysandblue94.com and our Instagram at theboysandblue94. See you all next time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.